Blessed are you, O oh Lord our God. Eternity's only king. <laughs> and blessed are you, O oh Lord our God. <laughs> Victory by the Spirit. Those words keeps on leaving me. Maraku by the Spirit. David said, I've been young and I've been old and I've not seen the righteous forsaken or a seed back for bread. Wednesday, I was praying in my room and the Lord appeared unto me, spoke to me about 2021. Now, don't postpone every plan you have for 2020. Don't postpone it. It's still possible, right? But the Lord started talking to me about 2021. As time goes on, I'll be unfolding some of the things to you. But believe you me, we have never seen a year like that. One of the key things that will characterize that year, I want to tell you, is just a single word I saw in the spirit, a single word. The word was what? I didn't plan to say it over here because we are still in September. Still, we still have a lot to do in October, November, December. But what I see in the coming year, what? So I'm not, I'm not surprised that the Spirit of God starts staring worship because it's not part of what I plan to do. I plan to worship, to, to come and preach. The Spirit of God starts staring worship. And anytime, you know, you have to be spiritually sensitive. So people are not spiritually sensitive, and that is why they always have issues and problems that they think a, a single prayer should just solve. Or a single, you know, pastor pray for me should just so. But they don't realize that the spiritual realm is, is full of many dynamics. And one of the things is, one of my secrets is that I've learned to release myself to the Holy Ghost. So when I come and I start praying and the Holy Ghost starts staring worship, I stop whatever I have to do. All my prayer points cease. I cut all the prayer points and I start going the direction the Holy Ghost is giving me because anytime God gives us a topic that we are sharing in church, First of all, I want you to know that the Lord is aware of the topic. And the Lord begins to move us in that direction. I remember when we were sharing on Matters of the Spirit last year. Every time I come up on stage, there's a certain bubbling of joy that springs up. I, I, I started noticing it. A certain bubbling of joy that, that springs up because God was teaching us not only by precepts, but also by, you know, practicality. How we fight our battles in the kingdom. So, this short worship that went on, it's not on the, on the program lineup. It is God's interruption. That means it is a weapon. It's a weapon. And sometimes God's people are not trained in spiritual things. 
A lot of the times, when I pray, I've told people, I've told you time and again, I said, there's not a single prayer I've prayed that has not been answered by God. There's not one. Because I know how to pray the prayer, and I know what to do in the prayer. Because I know when to stop praying. I have the indications. They are there. One of it is when you, when you pray, 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 and God gives you a song. Start listening to the words of the song, because that is the word God is giving you. I'm not saying you have conjured a song, no. I'm not saying you have conjured a song. I'm talking about while you were praying, a song came out. When you are praying and a song comes out, God is speaking to you. And when you find yourself either joyful, praising and dancing, they are spiritual indicators. You need to take notice of things like that. And when you are praying and you are crying, hmm? tears of sorrow, when you are praying and you are crying, you, you, your spirit can tell whether this is tears of joy or tears of sorrow. Your spirit can tell. You can tell. When you are praying and you are crying, you find yourself crying and sobbing in sorrow. It means don't stop praying. It means they are, you are dealing with something in the spirit. So don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. These are, these are keys in the spirit. Jesus Christ told Peter, I said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. It means I will give you keys to the kingdom. If he said, I will give you keys to the kingdom, it means the guy is now entering the kingdom. He said, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. That means the guy is in the kingdom and he's giving him principles. He's giving you keys, you know, things that you will use to open doors. Everything available in salvation is only accessible by the word. Everything available in salvation is only accessible by the word. That is why when we get born again, we don't just vanish out of here. When we give our life to Christ, God now sits us down and starts teaching us. Starts teaching us. God has no joy in you always coming to cry. God does not find any joy in you always coming to cry and always coming to complain. No, God is looking. Which parents will be happy that your child is always coming to cry? 30 years he's coming to cry. 40 years he's coming to cry at you, to you. You will never be happy. You'll be wondering like that, what kind of baby is this? But every mother, every father will find joy when at a death your son comes home and says that uh, well, we need to renovate the house. Are you getting it? That's why you find it. And people think that it is different in the spiritual thing. It's not different spiritually. It's the same. Since the day you got born again, God has been looking forward to your maturity. God has been looking forward to your maturity. During the series of teaching, I'm sure I'll get there. Victory by the Spirit. What is the most important thing in your life? I'll start with that. What are the things that you've given value in your life? Today I want to start off by bringing your mind to something very important. When you come, when you come to the house of God, when you come to church, you know, I've seen this among many Christians. Time in, time out, year in, year out, you see... You see a lot of Christians, you know, every time they come to the house of God or they, they go to God, if they give them one opportunity, all right, this table I'm about to shake, many of you might find yourself on it. If they give them one opportunity to meet God or meet Jesus, what do they say? Bless me. I, I'm, am I right? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Bless me, Lord. Lord, the house I want to finish. So sometimes when people come to, to church, will you be able to work on it or I should pick up the microphone? 
Now, what are the most important things? Now, if you come to church, I'll give you an example. You come to church and, for example, pastor prays and he says that your business is going to the next level or something is going to happen in your life or this is going to happen. Then you go back home and it happens. I'm showing you the pathway with God. Truly, truly, what God wants to give you is not that testimony. God is only baiting you. God is baiting. You know what a bait is? That's it. It's just a bait. Because the things that really matter to God, I will show you in the scripture. Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 9. Verse 24. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 24. Let's start from 23. He said, Thus saith the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. <laughs> what is he saying? When you know, someone you call someone a wise man, God is saying that if he comes to you and he starts asking you what is the biggest thing about your life, he said the wise man should not say it is his wisdom. And he says, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. When the Bible says a mighty man, a mighty man is a man of war. He says, the man who of war should not say that, the, 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 you, know, you know, everybody knows his, his, his um, strong point in life. There are certain guys, their strong point is their beard. Everywhere they go, they know that they don't have six parts, so they will immediately start, you know. They know that their strong point is their beard. There are some people, they know that in their life, their strong point is their height. There are certain ladies too. Their strong point is how their neck has lines. So they will never wear a dress that will cover it. Forget it. Because anywhere they go, they know that this is my, my strong point. My question today is, what is your strong point? So you see that someone who is very, very short, but really nice, will never take a picture and put on social media full picture, never. Because he has to capitalize on his strong point. Why is it that someone has six packs? It's not normal to be working with your stomach. It's not normal. But every picture they will take, they has to. And you can see that they have taken a picture with six packs. The caption has nothing to do with six packs. Do you get what I'm talking about? Strong points. So he says, that's the Lord. Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. He said the one who is even rich should not glory in his riches. His strong point shouldn't be his riches. That means God is saying that that's your wisdom, that's your might, that's your riches. That means nothing to me. God is showing us something very unique. Then continue verse 24. He said, but let him that glory, that means anyone who boasts, anyone who says this is my strong, he said, Glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me. 
The one, your strongest point in your life should be that, am I grow, growing in the knowledge of God or I am where I am? So when it's not, you know, some people come, so come to church and the message of prosperity, they have turned it into materialism. Anytime I tell you that God wants to prosper you, it's not because he wants your bank account to be full. Once you, once you pass there, you've missed it. You go for a business seminar. <laughs> he said the one who, the question, since you started coming to church, are you knowing God more? Can you say that? No, I have picked this thing about God. I know this now. I know this about God. But every time we see God as, I'm taking my problems to God. I will take my problems to God. Then we go, cry, cry, cry. Then out of ten, God will do one. Say, I thank my God. My God has done it for me. The God who did one will do nine. You see, and that is not God's focus. That is my point for you. You see, God is concerned about everything that is going on with you. You see, when I was sharing on, on um, um, growing onto maturity, I was saying something very unique, and I, and I, I think many of you, should, this should resonate to your mind. It's like, a, it's like a, a young boy, a small boy, who says that, I want to lift this. I want to lift, as he's a, he's a kid, Daddy, I want to lift this. The best you can do at a point, point is to lift it, for him and he can put his hand under it but you are lifting it you understand you know that it is only one thing that will make this guy be able to lift it if he grows he will not need help are you catching it if he grows he will not need help so god said seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all things will be added he's just showing you a principle that once you find yourself growing all these things you are asking for you will not be asking for them because they will come with the growth you understand it will come with a growth. So, are you knowing God more? What, what, what is, are you adding to your knowledge of God? Are you growing? When we say that someone is growing spiritually, it's not speaking in tongues. It's not speaking in tongues. Some people say, oh, I speak in tongues now, I prophesy, so I'm, I'm maturing. You are not. Spiritual growth is how much vent you are giving the word of God in your life. So, anytime you, hear, you see someone say, we are all Christians, but that's a baby Christian. That's a baby Christian talking. Oh, let's put the Bible aside and face reality. That's a baby. That's a newborn baby Christian. How much vent you are giving the word of God in your life? Look, let me give you an example. You know, there are patterns with God. I want to show you something. I, this, this is just a, a, a very, you know, on my birthday, on my birthday, all right, when they had the dinner, when we're closing the dinner, a few people came, and some of the leaders came and said, Pastor, we have, we have bought you a car. They bought me a car on my birthday. Now, how many people? Four, five. There were about five people who bought the car. If probably they came to church, eh, and they say everybody contributes, you can go and say somewhere that the whole church contributed and bought him a car. Pastor is taking everyone. These are four, five people. There is not one of them who came to church rich. None. Not one. They, I saw them when they came. Listen, the word of God works. And I'll tell you something with all of them. All of them, something happened. God had to, you know, within the process of time, God had to be breaking them. God had to be breaking them. There were different things. For example, one of the people who gave massively was Chelsea. When Chelsea came to church, she was trying to do things. And every time she would come, I said, sit down, Listen. Sit down, listen to the, what I'm teaching. Sit down, listen. Then, after some time, she now started, you know, 
You know, she told me personally. One day, I'll let her share a testimony. She told me personally that when she came, she had so many ideas and she had so many days. But she realized that anytime she shares an idea with me, I don't listen to the idea. You know, there was something in her, all right, that had to be broken. And God has time for you. What was that thing? Thinking you can help God. Some people think they can help God. When you come to God and you think, this is my strength, and you come, God will first of all look at that strength and say, okay, Papa's strength, come. <laughs> Disgrace the strength, then he will now start with you so that he gets the glory. So she came. Then after a while, she was, she was, at a point, she was handling finance in church. At a point, she was handling uh, projection. No? In that humility, when the breaking was done, God showed up. I'll give you someone like, today I'm, I'm, I'm sharing some of their, their, their life so you get it. Someone like Brown, okay? Brown started following me. I'm giving you an example. When Brown started following me, his girlfriend told him that, how are you following this small boy? You know me, I look small. So why are you following this small boy around? Why are you following this boy? Why are you following? No, 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 no. Why are you following this small boy around? So the girl said, okay, is that you follow him or me? Hey. <laughs> You're surprised. Hey. So it's two. You choose one. I didn't know you had chosen me. And he left the girl. I see, oh. <laughs> then the breaking was going on. The breaking was going on. Then the most important thing, they were growing in the knowledge of God. I talked to them something. I said, this prayer, I want, I want money, I want this. Leave those things. Leave those things. Know God. He said, the one who glories, who glory that he understandeth and knoweth me. So they'll be coming, they'll be coming, and they'll be sitting down. They'll be listening. I'll be sharing the word of God. Sunday, Wednesday, I'll be having meetings. I'll be having meetings. They are hearing the word of God. Looks like nothing is happening. Something is happening. And I said, God is more concerned, listen now, God is more concerned about the pattern and what he's making you. It's not about giving you money. It's not, God is not a casino. Yeah, God is not a casino. So don't turn the prosperity measure into materialism. So now some people, all their faith, all their faith they are thinking about, one of the things God will do is, he will break you, then give you a one focus. Your focus will be the kingdom. That is if you want to prosper by God's standard. Your focus will be the kingdom, as you face the kingdom and you are focused on the kingdom, you will get to a certain point. You don't even want the things again. That's when they will start coming. I got to a point in my life, I didn't want, I didn't want certain things again. Certain things that every young man will want. You understand? There are certain things, like for example, I don't, I don't crave cars. You know? Because me, if, if, if I'm craving cars, you know, the car, the car is the, around the fly. No, because, people, because people, you know, People bring me things. People bring me things. When people are uh, saying Corona has destroyed them, their finances, I don't know what they are talking about. When people are driving to my house, Corona, I mean, I'm locked down. They are locking me. <laughs> do you understand? So if I was into, if I was materialistic, do you know what you'll be seeing? I'll come with four ushers. One will be holding one on my leg, one on my leg, and I'll just be coming like this in a palanquin. That's how I'll come and stand over here. <laughs> Do you understand? The growing. It's too important to God. So by the time you grow, you will notice that there's those things you were crying and praying for, they were nothing. They were nothing. God will take your focus, divert the focus until he becomes your obsession, until he becomes your focus. 
when he becomes your focus, you will realize that every other thing, at that time, you don't even want it again. So I said, today we are looking at victory by the Spirit. All right. First of all, I would like you to know something, that life is spiritual. Now, this topic I'm taking, I would like you to listen very, very well. Life is spiritual, all right? Life is spiritual, and God is a spirit. The way sometimes people ask questions about God, I want to listen. Like someone says, I have questions for God. My problem with your questions for God is, do you know where God sees from? Your questions, a lot of the time, your questions will be wrong. Not the answers, your questions will be wrong. Because you'll be asking those questions from the mortal point. And you're asking an immortal God who knows different things about life. For example, if I want to ask God a question about how can he be everywhere? Because it's because I am not able to be everywhere. So I'm asking a mortal question. But he, an immortal God, that, that question cannot even click in the spirit realm. Do you understand? It's like, in the spirit realm, the possibility is there. It's like, ah, we, we are always everywhere. <laughs> you understand? It's like their life. But you from the mortal standpoint will be asking. So a lot of the times, your questions will be wrong. So it's only the Bible and the scriptures that give us information, listen now, that give us information about God's way of seeing things. I've taught on victory by the word. There's also victory by the spirit. And I want to take you to that. Now, I told you before, when I was sharing on victory over devils, I don't like talking about, so maybe you're coming for the first time, don't think this pastor is preaching about demons. I don't like talking about it. It's God who told me that, go and teach about this and talk about this. I don't like talking about devils. But God asked me to share something. So I'll share something with you. I don't like talking about devils. I cast them out so I don't talk about them. Ephesians chapter 6. Let's start from verse 11. All right. He says, and put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. All right. Then he says here, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Now, I said life is spiritual. He says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. He says, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, look at this. It's very, this is very striking. He says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That means our, our confrontation is not with flesh and blood. Now, I'll give you an example. When you look at natural things, let's say, for example, you have a, let me give you just an example. You have an auntie who promised you, I'm going to take care of your school fees. After she promised you, I'm going to take care of your school fees. Two days later, you text her, she's not replying. You text her, she's not replying. But you know she has the money. Immediately, you can be tempted to say, hey, that my auntie, she's wicked. Are you getting it? But the scripture is saying something. It says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That, that particular issue is not flesh and blood. So any prophet, any man of God who points you to man as your problem is not telling you the right thing. So they say that your auntie is a witch. That is not the problem. Because you see, even if it is true that your auntie is a witch, if they kill your auntie, spirits don't die. And that spirit is going to look for another person. If it is to torment you, don't, don't bother yourself. So it's not about your auntie is a witch, your mother is a witch. All those things are not true. Because the scriptures have said, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So the confrontation is not with flesh and blood. A lot of the things that happen, you know, a lot of the things that happen in this world, like we, we look at them, 
you know, and it looked like a normal thing. They are a normal thing. Yes, to the mortal eye, it's a normal thing. But when you go into the scriptures, you begin to, begin to trace how these things happen. And you begin to realize that, no, this is that. This is caused by this. He said, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. He said, but against principalities. When we talk about principalities, we are, we are talking about, you know, demons and classes, devils and classes. There are demons that preside over men, and there are demons that preside over groups. When you go in the scriptures, you, 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 you see all those things. Principalities and powers, and is a rulers of the darkness of this world. So that when you see a place where there is wickedness or darkness, they are presided over by rulers of the darkness of that place. Then he says, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's the highest rank of demonic spirits. Spiritual wickedness in high places. Those spirits, they are not wicked, though. They are wickedness. And so, so when you see a Christian fighting with witch, it's not... Witches are... They are not ranked. Do you see witch there? Their, their names don't come. Witches' names don't come in this thing. So he said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So our problem is not flesh and blood. Our issue is not flesh and blood. Now, I want to give you um, uh, an example. Now, there are spirits, all right, that the Bible talks about. For example, the Bible talks about the spirit of the world. You know, there are certain people that, you know, they said they are into demonology and they know the names of demons. Have you seen those things before? Some people say they know the names of demons. Then they'll mention some name, you know. Who knows one of those names? <laughs> Leviathan. What's that? Leviathan is in the Bible. Yeah, it's in the Bible. There are other ones that we mentioned that are not in the Bible. You know, they've been mentioned, and, and how did some of them come about those names? While they were casting out devils, the devils were saying, I'm not alone. I'm with Kwame uh, Kwadasu. <laughs> so then, because I know a man of God who, when the demon was talking, then he not went right. I'm here with Kwame Kwadasu, Kwame Kwadasu. Get out. I'm not going anywhere. Who are you there with? Akusia Bampo. Then he writes Akusia Bampo down. So the man was writing down. Now, let me tell you first of all that don't get spiritual information from the devil. He's a liar by default. And what's a lie? A lie is not necessarily the opposite of truth. The devil specializes in, because he knows that if he shows you white as the opposite of black, you will say, oh, this is not black. He will show you something close to black. So what he will do? He will tell you a part of the truth. Then he will now pervert the truth. And it's also a lie. Like he came to Eve and said, Eve, did God say you shouldn't eat of the fruit? God knows that if you eat, you will be like him. Meanwhile, God had already said that he created man in his image. So he just took the story and just changed the story. And that's how religions are born. The truth of the word of God is there. They will now twist it like a, a certain lady. We went for a meeting. Went for a meeting and Pastor Chris was, was in front of the meeting and he said, I don't want you to stream this meeting. All right? Pastor Chris, I, want you, I don't want to stream this. Please don't stream this meeting because we're, we're going to discuss in-house matters. So don't stream this meeting on YouTube or on Facebook. 
So when we closed, I said, um, can you please give me your notes? Pastor said we shouldn't tell any. Ah! But that's not what he said. That's how people start religions. <laughs> that's how people start religions. So we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Sometimes, I told you before, I said when you see something that is repetitive, repetitive, it means there's a devil involved. Now, during the whole um, COVID-19 thing, some people were speculating, some were saying different things. Some said, it's a judgment from God. Some said, it's the devil. Some said, it is scientific. All of them are right, in a sense. The part that is, looks like a judgment from God it's not really like God is coming to judgment by killing men. Let me explain. God landed a certain kind of judgment on the church, not the world, on the church. Because the Bible says judgment will begin in the house of God. Why? Because the church had been sleeping. The church was now about, pastors can be fighting on air about who has more cars. So the church was asleep. And honestly speaking, Honestly speaking, to, to, be, to be frank, a lot of pastors woke up when this thing happened. It's like, we all woke up. I was not asleep, though. <laughs> it's like, everybody woke up. Oh, it's like, every pastor woke up. We don't realize that, ha, huh, how can it be that something like this has happened? In the days of Jesus, they matched sick people to him. And in our day, church, they now lock our church that we should go to the house. That means we were, we were operating a club. We and Ashanti Regional Union are not any different. Do you understand? Given the Bible standard Christianity, the Bible says that Peter will be walking, his shadow will be healing the sick. That's Bible standard Christianity. But it, the thing turned in our time. We, <laughs> the said, bring the key. The locker said, go to the house. You are non-essential. Market, open. Restaurant, open, church, close. Non-essential. So my question had been, was now, what have we been doing? It's like, they didn't even respect us all. We go and sing hymns and go home. We're asleep. So that was a, that was a judgment. And there were so many things that were going on wrong in the, in the body of Christ. And all those things had to be corrected. So when it happened, all of a sudden, churches everywhere started praying. You hear prayer meeting is going on here. Prayer meeting is going on there. Prayer meeting is going on there. They just started praying because we realized it just woke us up. Now, the part that is um, of the devil is what I'm about to explain to you. Now, you see it as just, you know, oh, it's a virus and it passes from this to that. The problem with your understanding of demons is the problem. People think that when we talk about demons, it's all about, hmm. Do you understand? People think that when we talk about demons, it's all about you are in your house, eh? then it's the Nigerian film. That is what has done this thing to you. You know, people think that demons are just, mm. then you say that, fire, blood of Jesus, take it. Then the demons, one time I watched one, when the pastor said, in the name of Jesus, a sword came into his hand. Then the demons who came with the sword, crying, crying, crying. Ah. Let me tell you, demons are not as erratic as you think. Demons are not as erratic as you think. If a demon wants to 
cause mass death. He will not appear and kill because it takes a lot for a demon to appear because demons, <laughs> demons are spirit beings and spirits are not allowed to function on earth. Listen, spirits are not allowed to function on earth. The only thing that gives spirits license to function on earth is a human body. That is why when a man dies, he cannot communicate anymore because he has lost his license on earth. So demons don't just act. That's why the Holy Spirit is, is trying to enter you. Demon is trying to enter you. Why? Because you are the license for earth. So demons gain their expression. Right? For example, if it's a demon of anger, he cannot express himself in the spirit world. Well, nobody cares. <laughs> So if he wants to express himself so that you can know that the demon of anger is at work, that demon will now take up a human person, then begin to express himself. So at that time, it's like that demon has a house, one, then that demon is expressing himself now. So anytime you get angry, it is one point for him. So they are not as erratic as you think. If, for example, it's like the same thing with God. God, by a miracle, created Adam. But for the rest of the human beings to come, he had to create a system. So it's not, it's not about God is sitting on the throne, then he sees, he sees clay, he creates another man, he creates another man. That's not how spirits are. Spirits are not as erratic as you think. They just start, no, no, no. God will now create a, a system, he creates a woman, gives the woman a womb. So as long as there is sperm and there is egg, babies will keep coming. For those who love God and those who don't. So it becomes a system through which it now runs. So you will see the ministry of Jesus Christ. He multiplied five loaves of bread and two fishes. When he was done, the Bible says there were fragments left. Why didn't he say, throw them away, I'll create another miracle? He said, gather them. So God starts a thing as a miracle, but he continues it under a system. So I'll give you an example. So when I remember during the, the, the corona, Pastor, Pastor, Pastor Chris came out and he was, he was, because sometimes when you are dealing with uh, demonic spirits, especially the ones that have, you know, their principalities, powers. When you, are, you start dealing with rulers of the kingdom of darkness, you are dealing with spiritual wickedness in high places, those ones are different. They are different. Those ones, a simple come out will not take them out. Why? Because they have the permission of many human beings. So a simple come out. You know, so sometimes with those particular ones, you will have to know their names. Yeah. With those ones, you will have to know because you, you, you will need to know who is doing this one? Did it ever happen in the Bible? Yes! Jesus Christ was, was um, he came back from the shore, then he saw a man. That man had been um, possessed with tens of thousands of, of, of demons. Jesus Christ from afar casted out the devil and said, you demon, go out. The, the demon didn't go. The man was still there. So now Jesus Christ walked closer, then now asked, what is your name? He said, my name is Legion because we are many. So now, he had to now use that information to now do it because it, 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 it's very dynamic. That's why I'm teaching victory by the spirit. So this series of teaching, I'm sure I'll be able to cover a whole lot. But there's a particular spirit that I want to highlight today. Now, there's the spirit of Egypt. I'll, I'll show you something now. There's a, there's a spirit called the spirit of Egypt. Now, pastor told us that um, the one that was uh, responsible for all the things that were happening at the time, for example, when you want to know racial war, racial war, Happening at the same time of the COVID-19, that's the king of Assyria. Before pastor said it, I was with, I was with Chelsea. So pastor was having your, your love world, and I have studied on some of these things. So I was with Chelsea, and I said, this COVID, it's king of Assyria that is responsible for it. If she was here, she would tell you. Not long after pastor said, this one is the king of Assyria. Now, when you want to understand what's king of Assyria, I'll explain. Isaiah chapter 19. Go to verse 23. 
Now, look at this. In that day, when, when you have time, you can go through from verse 1, you understand. In that day shall there be a highway out of Egypt to Assyria. So, there is actually the spirit of Egypt too. Egypt to Assyria. Now, in those days, I'll explain something. In those days, you will see that they name it by a country. Like, for example, when Daniel was praying, he prayed against the prince of Persia. So the demon is named after the, the, the place that he's having dominion. So there are characteristics of that particular spirit. So you see that in certain countries or certain nations, there is a particular character trait that always passes through the people. Even in certain schools. Now, I'm not saying this so that you'll be scared. But honestly speaking, when I went to secondary school, where I went to secondary school, they told me that in this school, you either come out with this or that or this. And I kid you not, you'll come out with it. Yeah, and no, it's like nobody's teaching you. You will just come out with it, and you take it lightly. So sometimes you, you see people say, from generations and generations, people have passed through that school, but you see people say, this particular school, when you go there, when you come out, you are like this. And it's true, when you are coming out, you are coming out like this. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Because those demon spirits, for example, in certain families, they just don't, you know, they just won't have money. No matter who tries. They just won't have money. There is a demon spirit that is presiding over that place. And it could be, you know, there are certain families you will never marry. But you, before you marry, you will give birth before you marry. There, there are some like that. And that's the characteristic of that particular spirit. Now, these particular ones we are talking about, they are not spirits that preside over families. These are over nations, and they have certain characteristics. Now, he talks about, in that day, there shall be a highway out of Egypt to Assyria. So there is the spirit of Egypt. What are some of the characters of the spirit of Egypt? I'll just mention one or two. The spirit of Egypt, you will see slavery in there. So even though there were other nations that went through slavery, like America was under slavery to UK, um, India was also under slavery, but the chunk of slavery was in Africa because Egypt is in Africa. It is a spirit. On the outside, you will just look at it and say, oh, it's the wise who just came for them. It is a spirit. It's a, because when you trace back to Egypt, one of the things you will see is that Egypt kept Israel as slaves. So even though they were just doing, they thought they were doing it, it is a spirit that was presiding over Egypt. And the Assyrian shall come to Egypt. And the Egypt to Assyria. Now, time will not permit you, I would have explained to this. This has already happened. Talking about the... Uh, this has already happened. But it still keeps happening. Because demons are cyclical. Some demons, and, uh, you know, they work with years. So you can see a particular demon will strike in a particular family. Then, you will never strike again. Ten years later, you strike. Then, you go out, you think it's gone. Ten years later, you strike again. All right. First Samuel chapter 15. I'm going to highlight a particular... Today we're not coming to the, 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 the spirit of Egypt or the spirit of Assyria. I want to come to a particular one. You, I will highlight on it. Yesterday, God has spoken to me about this. I was writing it down. While Pastor, we were having the uh, 24-hour prayer, Pastor mentioned it. I said, Pastor. But it, was, it was beautiful. Pastor mentioned it. Okay, let's start from verse 1. Let's start from verse 1. Samuel also said unto Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint thee to be king over his people, over Israel. Now therefore, hearken thou unto the voice of the words of the Lord. Verse 2. He says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I remember that which Amalek did to Israel. Amalek. I remember that which Amalek did to Israel. How he laid wait for him in the way when he came up from Egypt. Now, 
these things I'm mentioning, even though it has to do with Israel, anytime you look at Israel, the church will mirror Israel in a way. So anything that affects Israel has the tendency to affect the church because the church, according to Romans chapter 3, is the spiritual Jew. So physically, the devil acknowledges Israel as the physical seed, but he also attacks the spiritual seed of Abraham because both of them have promises. Now, God is speaking to, to, to um, Samuel to speak to Saul. Saul has become king. So he's speaking to him. He says, remember what Amalek did to you, Israel. Then verse 3 says, now God smite Amalek. Now, I've seen somebody post this thing on, on, um, on um, a social media, and he made a certain comment. I will explain something to you. He said, now go and smite Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have and spare them not, but slay both man and woman, infant and suckling, ox and sheep, camel and ass. Now, the person made a comment and said, God started a genocide because God told um, Saul to go and kill. He said, both infant and suckling. Look at it naturally. When you look at it naturally, it's like, ah, God, what kind of wickedness is this? Because you are looking at it from a natural standpoint. God is a spirit. I will now show you why God said this. God said this because something had happened before. And God is a judge. It took God many years for the cup of Amalek to be full. Now, hold on. Saul, at the end of the day, I will show you a scripture. Saul did not kill everybody in Amalek. As God said. So you know what happened? When you actually check the story of Esther and Mordecai, when they were about to annihilate all the Jews, Haman was an Agagite. And an Agagite, that is the, the king that Saul spared. The king that Saul spared was called Agag. So you see, that simple act of obedience, this is how Saul lost his throne. Saul had followed God all his life. So you think that, ah, is it just one mistake Saul has made? The mistake was too heavy. They said, ah, God wanted to, God was doing a genocide. It wasn't a genocide. I'll explain. Okay, I, 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 I go to Exodus chapter 17. I'll start from verse 8. Exodus chapter 17, verse 8. Now we are going to the history. Why God said that? Then came Al-Amalek and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, choose us out men and go out, fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. Go to verse 14. We'll come back to this. And the Lord said unto Moses, write this for a memorial in a book and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua, for I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Continue. And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nissi. For he said, because the Lord had sworn that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. What does this mean? That means Amalek will always appear. Egypt does not have to appear because Egypt is the spirit of the world. So when the Israelites came out of Egypt, what did God tell them? He said, the Egyptians you see today, you shall see them no more. But when it came to Amalek, he said, I will have war with Am Amalek from generation to generation. Because you see, there is a characteristic about the spirit of Amalek. Why am I telling you? Because the spirit of Amalek appears in churches. The spirit of Amalek appears to Christians. And this is what actually happened. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 25, verse 16. 16. For all that do such things and all that do unrighteously are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. Go ahead. 
Remember, now hold on, this is the history of what actually happened. He said, remember what Amalek did unto thee by the way. When ye were come forth out of Egypt, how he met thee by the way and smote the hindmost of thee, even all that were feeble behind thee, when thou was faint and weary and he feared not God. This is what Amalek did. When the children of Israel came out of Egypt, when after they crossed the Red Sea, these guys were walking. At a point in time, they were, they were um, testy. They were tired. There were people who were tired among them. Usually in every war, you face the people. Amalek didn't face Israel. Amalek went behind Israel and started killing Israel from behind. What is the spirit of Amalek? Number one. Go to the verse before this. Number one. The spirit of the Amalek meets you by the way. After you have been born again, you have given your life to Christ. He meets you in your process. He meets you at the time you don't know much. He meets you at the time you are just, you know, understanding the word of God. Then he hits you with one depression. Then he hits you with something. That's the spirit of Amalek. He, when the spirit of Amalek appears in churches, it's like the church is now getting to what God said they will be. What God said will happen to you. God said, your, 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 your life is going to move to this. You're going to become a great person. He meets you by the way. He introduces certain habits to you. Introduces certain things to you. He comes in the middle of your process. And that is not fair. Now, as God said, that you will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. And God is not the one going to come down to come and have that war. That means, you know, that Jesus Christ said, watch and pray. That means you have to be alert. The first one he said, he smote thee by the way, that's number one. Number two, he smote the hindmost of thee. Now, this is a characteristic of the devil. He said he smote the hindmost of thee. Other versions say, he killed you from behind. He, he killed you from behind. What does that mean? It means when you were not aware. That means deception. Amalek comes to deceive you. The spirit of Amalek comes to deceive you. Now, you know the amazing thing about Amalek? Amalek was one of the descendants of Esau. And Esau was a, a brother of Jacob. So Amalek doesn't have to be far away. Amalek can be in church. He meets you, by the way. You just started coming to church. You've not grown yet. But he sits in church. And sometimes the people doing this, they don't know that they are being used by the spirit. He just sits and says, this is a new member. Doesn't know much. Some church and oh, everybody knows that, mommy, this person was like this in the world before coming. Then the person has seen, eh, Charlie, this okay, this and then church, he met thee by the way. Then he said, He smote the hindmost of thee. I will never forget when I got born again. I, you know, when I got born again, I didn't know much, but all I knew was that we don't do some things. I don't want to go into details. I didn't know much, but I, so I told you the story before that as I was walking one day and I saw a lady with a nice shape and I admired the shape, immediately I said, Hey, I've sinned. But I had not seen though. But you see, to show you how <laughs> I was too alert, I went to the house. I started praying in tongues for three hours. When I finished praying for three hours, I came out and I saw all women like trees. I said, yes. I'm now spiritual. Yes. <laughs> how long will you do this every day? <laughs> how long? You're, like, you, you, you're a man, you always see things. Even in our generation, that is worse. You can't go, you can't go on Instagram. What, what, will you go? The search re region. Go there and see. 
You go past there like this. You cannot pass by Instagram selfie without somebody showing something. You will see it. Unless you delete your Instagram. Don't go on Twitter. So, he's more than, so, all those things that I now came to church, I met a lady. The lady was at the back of the hall, praying tongues, seriously, dangerously. So when I saw, and I had not seen other churches I had been to, when ladies are praying, so we're doing, and it's only when something has fallen on them that they'll be going, mama, mama, mama. But most of the time I'll be seeing the guys rather speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues. So I came to this, I came to church, and I saw this lady put her hand on her waist. Shut up, rockaba. I said, this is a spiritual lady. I didn't know anything. This lady caught me at the back of the hall. While all night was going on, she took me to the back. And she said, do you know that kissing is not a sin? I just came. I, no, I thought it was. But when I remember how her tongue was, I said, no, this lady knows what she's talking about. So, so that is an amalekai. Amalekwa. <laughs> you know, while all night was going on, no, Amalek has taken me to the back. I spent in the all night. That was the first time that Kwashi Boys caught me. When we closed the all night, I was going home and Kwashi Boys caught me and collected my phone. I said, God. Now, I'm not saying it's because of that Kwashi Boys caught me, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say she introduced me to something I was not ready for. She smacked the hand. She, she deceived me because she told me, she said, the grace of God, the grace of God is available. So she told me that if, oh, if you kiss in church, you know, because I remember even when I was not born again, my parents for my church, I remember how I almost got into a situation and then I said, no, if I'll do something like this, I can't do it in church. Do you understand? I had the fear of God. I was not born again, but now I said, no, nah, church, no, we don't do those things in church. But this one told me that, no, you see, you don't know. She told me in point blank, she said, you don't know the Bible. She was not teaching me about the grace of God and honestly, because I didn't know. She was not telling me, listen, Paul said that uh, you've not met Amal- Amalek before, eh? No, no, because I know, I know people, I know, I know, I know guys who, who do it. When you, when you question them that, ah, are we not Christians? Say, no, you don't know. <laughs> Jesus has taken away all our sins, our past sins, our present sins, the one we're about to do now and the future one. <laughs> one day. May I have stories? <laughs> but sometimes when I'm telling you a friend, you think it's me, it's not me. A friend of mine. Who was a chorister? It's not me. Listen. There, I was in a choir before, so he's just my friend. Won't I have friends in a choir? So, see what I'm going to do to myself. It's not me. <laughs> now, the guy was at the choir stand. He came to confess it to me later. He said, while he was at the choir stand, he was watching to see if there's any new girl in church. I'm telling you today. So as we were sitting down, started people coming. No, I know this one, I know this one. I know this one, I know this one. When he, see, he said, while he was watching, he said, God spoke to him. He said, my son, you are like the devil. He said, God gave him a scripture. What's the scripture? The devil like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So he came to me and said, Hey, you're me. But when I listened to the, the, 
the scripture he said, it made sense to me. That means sometimes a born-again Christian can be given expression to demons. A young church, new Christian. He said he smote the hind, the hind of thee. Remember what the, um, God told the serpent. He said the serpent will bruise your heel. That means the serpent will deceive you. That means while you were not watching, deception, Amalek will deceive you that you are coming to church, nothing is happening. He's de- All he's looking for is one thing. Amalek is just looking for one thing. Revenge for coming out of Egypt. Even all that were feeble behind thee. Amalek comes for the weak members. When Amalek comes into a congregation, he doesn't come for the strong people. He comes for the weak members. If it is your personal life, the spirit of Amalek comes when you are in your most vulnerable state. You are a good girl. Very good girl. One day, you just did something with somebody. You got pregnant. Now you have a baby. That baby will always continually remind you of your mistake. That's a characteristic of Amalek. Now, you don't even trust your Christianity again. He came to you when you were most your vulnerable state. When that was faint and weary. When that was faint and weary. Look. One of the greatest humility you can ever have in your life is humility to the word of God. Anybody who has humility to the word of God will always pass. You know why? This is it. I see it in the word of God, I change. Just as God trains people, the devil also trains people. And the devil's greatest asset, remember I said, Amalek is not an outsider. The devil's greatest asset is not the unbelievers. His greatest asset are Christians that he has been able to, you know, you know what Jesus Christ told the Pharisees? He said, you traverse land and sea. He said, you go up and down to win all sorts of souls. You will suffer yourself to do things to bring souls. He said, and when you have converted them, you make them twice the son of devil as you are. Yes, it's in the Bible. This, this is what that scripture says. Jesus Christ told the Pharisees, you traverse land and sea to make one proselyte. And when you have Converted him, you make him twice the son of devil as you are. Amalek. Amalek, the spirit of Amalek is you came to church on fire. Two years later, you have settled. You have settled. On fire. He said, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye compass land and sea to make one proselyte. You know what a proselyte is? A proselyte is somebody who is not a Jew. But you have called him, you have, you have circumcised him, and you have made him observe all the law. You make one proselyte. And when he is made, ye make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. Amalek. Spirit of Amalek. Comes against Israel. Comes against God's people. Come to church. Start deceiving people. Start telling them all sorts of things. And he knows the people he's supposed to go for. He'll go for the weak. He'll go for the one who had a history of a particular thing. And go there and use that road against him. How do you deal with Amalek? Quickly, number one. Exodus chapter 17. 
I started from verse 8. Exodus chapter 17. Then came, it's three things you do in dealing with Amalek. Then came Amalek and fought with Israel in refugee. Let me tell you, some of the most problematic people in church are people who have been Christians for long. I've been in church for many years. Still, till today, the word of God moves me. There are some people, they've been in church for so long that the word of God hasn't moved them again. They will finish a powerful service, go and leak, they will leak out all the power of the service by talking to everybody by the time they go home. So when, when the devil sees somebody like that, he's not, he's not afraid when you are going for a big meeting. You're going to know that you'll leak it. Oh, I remember those days when I was growing up in, in God. I would pray. I would, when we finish a powerful meeting like this, eh? when people found service, I would just talk to one, two, three people. I meet my members. I've gone home. What am I going to do? I'm going back to my notes. I'm going to speak in tongues. Every time those who share testimonies with me are those who went to do something with the message. And Moses said unto Joshua, choose out men and go out. Fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. And Joshua, Joshua did as Moses had said and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and her went up to the top of the hill. Continue. And it came to pass, when Moses held up his hand, that Israel prevailed. When Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. That means when you're dealing with Amalek, one of the things that we need to always keep up is our prayer life. When the devil attacks your prayer life, your Christianity has been hijacked. Check it. Check it. You are your most carnal state when you have not prayed. Anytime Moses kept his hand up, Israel prevailed. When he kept it down, Amalek prevailed. You see, that's what Jesus Christ said. Watch and pray. That's it. So while you are praying, you are watching yourself. When you say watch and pray, not watch your neighbor. When you are praying, you are watching yourself. It doesn't take me long to make a change. I'm not sharing this thing with you because I've probably not made a mistake before. I've made mistakes. Amalek has attacked me many times. But I, 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 anytime you pray, the beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit, when you pray, it's not like someone is, is telling you to change. When you pray, the Holy Ghost will start pointing out, this is wrong, that is wrong, that is wrong, that is wrong. Change this one. Change this one. And once he sees your heart, that your heart is ready to change, he will help you. He'll be helping you. It might take you time, but he'll be helping you one by one. You'll be dealing with them one by one. He said, Moses lifted up his hand, Israel prevailed. When he put down his hand, Amalek prevailed. That means we need to keep up in prayer, both for ourselves and for brethren, because Amalek does not come for the strong ones. The strong ones should be lifting up prayer for the weak ones. Because there will be always weak people in church. He said, when Israel came, Amalek did not face them. Amalek will not come when you are doing 40 days fasting. Amalek will not come when you just come for a three days work convention. Amalek will come four days after it that you have relaxed, the thing has evaporated from you, all your fire is not there. Then Amalek will come. He will come to you in your weak state. So number one, you have a prayer life. Number two, go, go to verses backward. And Moses said to Joshua, choose out men and go out, fight with Amalek. That means this one is not prayer. This one is confront the situation with wisdom. You confront the situation with wisdom. That means take steps. Take steps. Pastor, Pastor, always I see myself watching pornography. It's because you still have phone. No, you have phone. No, if 
if you, have, if you are serious, you throw the phone away to start with. Buy a yam, the one that's uh, Bluetooth. Blue. Blue, blue. Yeah. If you're serious. No, you still have phone. Because once you have phone, I'm like to say, I don't know the name of the website, but, you know. Why are you thinking I know the name of the website? But I'm like to come and say, this, 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 dot com. At that time, you're probably in your weak state. So this one is not about prayers. Have you ever heard that? You don't know. You can be a bishop, archbishop, bishopist. You can be whatever spiritual matanda. There are some things you have to run away. You're going to say that I will stand here and I will pray, nothing will happen. You will prayerfully do it. You finish and say, Thank you, Lord. You know, I'm showing you. You, know, you understand? Confront the situation with wisdom. Start taking steps. While you are praying, you are taking steps. While you are praying, you are taking steps. You see, what Moses did was the most important part, one. Because the devil always, when he wants to hijack a Christian, he makes sure that he comes after your prayer life. So always be careful when your prayer life is down. Be careful. Hey, I can't pray like before. There's no the devil is lurking around. He's like, he has an assignment for you. The third one. Then we will pray. Oh, I feel the anointing of God. I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The third one, you'll see that. Okay, go to the next verse. And Moses said, and Joshua did as the, Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek and Moses, Aaron, and her went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed, and when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy, and they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat thereon. And Aaron and Hare stayed up his hands, the one on one side and the other on the other side, and his hands were steady unto the going down of the sun. Ladies and gentlemen, when you find yourself in a weak state, call for support system. Call for support. I'm very good at it. When something is going on in your life, that's not the time to say, I want to stay away from church and deal with it. You will, you will fall flat. Don't, look, even if you are making mistakes, still come to church. Come. I want to ask a question. How many of you, you, you were depressed? When, anytime you are depressed and you enter church, it's like it lifts. How many of you? Quite a number of them. It always happens to me. Sometimes when I feel down, all I know, I, I, need, I, I, know, I just need to go to church. I feel down. I just, I know I just need to go to church. Once there's a service, I go and sit down there. Never ever say, now, I've been a, a Christian for a while, and I've been a leader for a while. There is nobody who ever said, you know, people will say I'm a hypocrite, so I'm staying away from church. I'm staying away from church. I will go when I have dealt with it. There is not one of them who has ever been able to deal with it. Most of the time, they never return. Let me tell you. God put us in groups for a reason. God put us in groups for a reason. That's why you should be in a cell. Be in a fellowship. When you're, something is going on, you know, it's not, you know, there, there can be, there's calling for support system, that is low-key gossip. That's low-key gossip. No, but support system. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. There are times, eh? There are times. 
those, those days, when, <laughs> when I, I realized I'm not able to pray, when I realized I'm not able to pray, you know what? I'll call my friends. We need to pray about something. I'm lying. I just need to pray. And I know that when I call them and we pray, when they are there, I can't sleep. Try it. Unless you are a professional sleeper. I know a guy who can sleep on one leg. I'll not mention his name. You understand? But call for support system. Call for support. Call friends. Tell them, listen, my Christianity, there's something going on. There's something going on. Something I'm not really seeing. No, no, no. I want us to pray. Don't go and complain and say, there's a, no. Some people just want to nag and some, for someone to make them feel okay. That's not what I'm talking about. Talk to somebody. I want you to pray with me. Because there are things going on in my life. I only have to pray. And you pray together. You pray together. The Holy Ghost will speak to you. You see? The Holy Ghost will speak to you. Call for support. Don't miss services. Even in your weak state. Even when something is going wrong, don't miss services. Keep coming. Keep coming. Lift your hand toward heaven. I want you to pray in the spirit as you are there. 